Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, February 9th. Hey, I just want to remind you there are several ways that we can connect. Uh, here on Facebook is obviously one of them. You can listen to our radio show. Uh, we're on with Dave every morning, uh, pretty much about 840 on uh, 105.7 Light FM. And then join us every weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and 12 noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. And it's on the AM station, uh, the Highlands News Talk 730. And now it also is on 95.3 FM. So, hey, a lot of opportunity to catch up with us. I hope you take advantage of it. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next to talk about what's happening in the marketplace. Stay tuned. Nouveau. Uh, good morning, Dave. I think. Yeah, so the driver's license says. It's 8.40 now. 20 before 9. Time to check in and see how your stocks are doing today. Through the expertise of Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line. Philip, good morning. How you doing today? Hey, good morning, uh, Dave. Uh, doing well today. Once the rain finally passed through, it uh, you know it's a nice little chilly morning, so doing okay. Yeah, Alan promises we'll actually see sunshine this afternoon. I'm waiting for panic in the streets, wondering what the big yellow ball is in the sky. It's been a little while since we've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, watching my sh- I was watching my solar system output. I haven't had such a bad month out of my solar system in terms of power production in a long time. Uh, that That's pretty much a measure of how much sunshine we're getting, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. i got a few days to catch up before my uh, billing cycle ends with Duke, and I like staying ahead of them. <laughs> uh, ah, first world problems. Uh, setting the table for the morning yesterday, I, when we first got on the phone this morning, I said, boy, it almost looked routine. Dow was up by 376, 72 points. S&P was up by 38 points yesterday, and the NASDAQ was up by 179 points. Virtually everything was in the range of 1%, and the NASDAQ was up by a percent and a quarter. I'd normally say, wow, happy days are here again, except I'm not really sure why, and that always makes me nervous in a volatile time like this, doesn't it, you? Well, I mean, the one thing you can always look at, Dave, is we are in earnings season. So, you know, we only talk about some of the highlights here, where these guys that are that are traders, they're looking at all the earnings that are coming in. And uh, like yesterday, there was 167 earnings that reported yesterday. So, you know, they're looking at all those things, and uh, – revisions up, revisions down. So so those are the things those guys are looking at. I mean, we look at the top ones here when we when you and I talk in the morning. So so it, it's an indication of what's happening most likely within those different earnings reports. Well I'm hoping that's the case that we're simply looking at earnings season. Have we got any kind of an early start in terms of uh, a picture as to how earnings season has gone? We talk about like you say the highlights which are normally the big beats and the big misses. But on balance, how has how the how is earnings season been in terms of beats versus misses? Has anybody told you come up with an article on that I, yet? You know, I've not seen anything recently. Now, towards the end of January, I did see a little blurb that said the beats were, were, were outperforming the, the misses. Um, and I can't remember what that ratio was. But again, that was the end of January. We're already in the second week of February, so that can change pretty quickly. They probably can. And we're seeing periodic responses that are kind of surprising, too. Like we had one stock earlier this week uh, that beat on the major uh, the major metrics, but their guidance was not too hot, and they ended up suffering on the pre-market trading. So traders are being a little bit picky this season, too, aren't they? 
Well, you, you know, there's a lot to look at with the Fed, you know, looming interest rate hikes. I think that makes them kind of look at the earnings report in a little bit more detail and, and compare it or at least over the, the, the template or the frame of interest rates going up. And that could change their perspective. Absolutely. I mean, a, a, a debt-loaded company had better have an absolutely golden report and really good forward-looking guidance because uh, everybody knows their debt load is going to go up over the next 12 months, and that's enough to give any trader the willies if there's any crack in the armor. Yeah, you know, talking about debt, you know, the only thing that really has hit the macro side of things, Dave, is a real household debt came up uh, yesterday after you and I got off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth quarter, it was up 1.4%. Um, and, you know, I, when we were talking about that before we went on the air, I don't know how folks are going to respond to that, because it does indicate that we're burning plastic more, meaning the retail economy is still doing well. We're still spending money. But at the same time, again, you put it up against rising interest rate, that 22 percent carrying charge on, an, on a credit card could very well be 25 percent by uh, October. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're looking at what's happening. And so that's, you know, that's one area of debt, right? But the other area of debt is home purchases and mortgages. And, and you know, mortgages applications were down 10% uh, week over week and down 12% if you compare it to the same period last year. Um you know, the, the article I was reading indicates that, well, it may not be because interest rates are going up, though interest rates are going up. They're like um, getting close to 1% more than what they were a year ago. They're like 0.87%. So, but this article lends it more to inventory. You know, we don't have the inventory for people to buy. Now, that's something we're going to have to continue to watch because if if mortgage applications continue to decline uh, week over week, month over month, then that ultimately is going to hell or hurt rather the, the real estate market and that's kind of one of the things we have to keep an eye on because the the market has been hot and it's been hot for a while now yeah and my real estate friends there are a split vote on that too the people that actually have their hands on the market uh some of them are saying that little bit of a rise in mortgage rates is prompting a leveling off but others are saying i just can't find listings to sell and i got more buyers than i got listings so the macro picture with a split vote really is reflected here as well. Real estate is still healthy, don't get me wrong, but uh, really the agents don't know for sure where the touch is either. They know they need more listings because they've still got buyers, but everybody's looking askance at the uptick in mortgage rates and saying, okay, a half a percent this past month, eh, it's not going to hurt that much, but how much is it going to go? Is there an urgency to buy right now? Is it a harbinger of uh, a leveling off later on this year? That's right. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I think we have to keep an eye on because real estate right now could be one of the big drivers in our uh, our economy. Absolutely. For positive or negative, and we don't know for sure which way it's going right now. No, that's right. At least yeah, right now it's kind of up in the air. Understood. You mentioned we had a boatload pant load worth of reports yesterday. I know there's a bunch more that came out today talking about the highlights and lowlights of it. I know Chipotle reported, and uh, one of the things that was a headliner on mine is that an order at Chipotle is about 10% more than one year ago. That means if you want a steak burrito at, po- at Chipotle this time in 2020 to, uh, 2022, it's going to cost you about a buck more than it did last year at this time. How'd their report go? You know, they did okay. 
they beat on on both the top and bottom line of things. Uh, they beat by a little over 25 cents a share. Uh, but again, like you said, here's the deal. They are raising menu prices. And so that's how they're dealing with higher cost of labor and the higher cost of food. You know, you and I talked about that, that, <clears throat> that labor costs would ultimately mean that the prices at the menu would go up. And that's what we're going to see at Chipotle. Um, they are raising prices. And so if we look at Chipotle, they're up 7.6% this morning. And, and Dave, they're not a cheap stock. You know, right now they would be at $1,572 a share. Woo! Yeah, that's a lot of burritos. I've never really understood how they keep that stock price so high, or more accurately, why they don't without a split. Because, yeah, that $1,500 a share, I looked up my big gainers and losers. The second highest price on my big gainers and losers list is 366 a share, which is not a cheap stock. But then Chipotle stands out as a four-digit stock price. It's, it's rather amazing. You know, talk about re- talk about restaurants. My independent restaurateurs are you know basically saying the same thing, and their challenge, and I'd imagine Chipotle is too. You know, you see the raw ingredients go up by seven percent. You know the customers aren't going to eat the entire amount, so they raise it five percent, and their margins go down. That's a challenge for everybody in the food trade, and the big chains are seeing it in spades. Yeah, they really are. Now you said you talked about Yum Brands. I did. I went and dug it up. I, it wasn't on my original tip sheet, Dave, but I, but I did dig it dig it up for you. So so earnings were a miss. They missed on earnings. Yum's brand did. They missed by seven cents a share. Uh, revenue was just a, I mean, just a tad, a, a small tad over what was expected. Uh, their same store or same restaurant numbers um, were a, a little better, but not not huge growth there uh, than expected. And so, but but Young Brands is uh, well, they flipped up. They were trading down originally when I when I started looking. They're up one and a half percent right now, Dave. All right, that's the people that own Taco Bell. For people that don't recognize what Yum brands are, they got a boatload of labels. Taco Bell's the one everybody recognizes first. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, it is that one. Hey, we've got some other household names that have come out. Lyft, uh, the rideshare company, uh, they beat by a penny a share, came in at nine cents. Uh, their revenue was better than expected. However, uh, at least when I first looked, their stock was um, sliding. Uh, pre-market because of one number that uh, the, the traders are looking at, and that's the uh, ridership. How many rides are they giving? And that was down uh, compared to what they expected. So Lyft is trading down 1% this morning at uh, $40.78 right now. Now, like I said, they're not very kind. One metric is off and they, pay, they make you pay, don't they? They really do. Hey, you know, the truckers have been in the news lately. Uh, yeah. You know, protesting and that type of stuff. So we had XPO Logics. They are a, uh, a, tr- a trucking company more than anything. They help people get uh, goods from one place to another. Um, and so they uh, they beat on their quarterly reports, both on top and bottom line. I said strong North American trucking business was among their biggest factors uh, for their their increase. And they're a big winner today. They're up seven, seven and a quarter percent this morning. Cool. We do have some good news on the earnings. Got time for one more. Anything that uh, strikes you as being a big news item? Well, let's talk about CVS Health. I, I pulled it out. It wasn't on my original ticker list. Uh, but they uh, they came in and they beat by uh, oh, about uh, five cents a share. Their revenue was just a little bit above expectations. Uh, nothing huge. Uh, obviously, the COVID vaccine is helping them drive traffic through their stores. 
Uh, but something in their report, I didn't get time to dig through it all, is not helping them this morning. They're actually trading down today, uh, two and a third percent. Uh, right now, it's at one hundred eight twenty-four. Hmm. It, it, something caught somebody's eye. Yeah, somebody didn't like something. Hey, evidently, so, resetting the table up day yesterday at all three of the major indexes on Wall on Wall Street. If this continues, we might actually be say we're coming out of a correction instead of the beginning of a bear market, something we're all crossing our fingers for. 45 minutes before we start this morning, how are we looking, Philip? we got a lot of green ink, David, uh, looking really nice this morning. we got the Dow up seven-tenths of a percent. That's $250, folks. We've got the S&P 500 up almost 1%, a little, little less than uh, $42 a share. Hey, the NASDAQ 100 is up one, almost 1.3%. That's $187. Even the small cap, Russell 2000, is having a not-so-bad day, up six-tenths of a percent. VIX is obviously trading back down, close to 22. Uh, so, so good news across those fronts. Hey, looking at the uh, commodity side, we got silver trading down a quarter of a percent. Gold basically flat right now. Crude oil is, uh, man, it was down substantially when I started first started talking, but now it's, it's up a tenth of a percent to $89.50 a barrel. Well, poop, I was going to celebrate being in the 88s. It changed since my delay quote. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> Overseas markets are kind of looking at us and going, thank God they're going up. Uh, Asian markets up markedly in some cases at the close this morning. Hong Kong was up by over 2%. Europe is also celebrating. They're up generally around the 1%. Mark, Germany's up by over a percent and a half halfway through their day as well. Somebody needs help figuring out where the income opportunities are in their IRA and where's the growth possibilities and where's the risk. I need help with that. How do I find you to get those numbers? Hey, Dave, all that stuff you just talked about, that's why we developed the core retirement design so that we can help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Uh, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and on uh, 95.3 FM. Gotcha. Thank you much. And we'll be back again tomorrow morning here on Light FM at the same time. Philip, I appreciate it. All right, man. You guys have a great day. You too, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, halfway through the week. Two more days to go after today, and uh, I hope your week is going well. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. I hope you'll join us then. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.